Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. Welcome, everyone, to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with the Russ Belville Show, streaming live on CannabisRadio.com. And joining us here at the desk, we have Kathy from Mom Force. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Russ. How are you doing today I'm here doing, at the Cannabis Expo? I, awesome. I'm fantastic, uh, even on what little sleep I've had. Well, yeah, we had a good time last night. I know. You really shook it down. We got video, too. Oh, no. Some, oh, yes. Somebody started the karaoke and. I had some ciders in me, so it, it was a wonderful show. It really was. Thank you. Well, my pleasure. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll Everybody's going to see. Uh, I'm so. It's going to be great. So uh, you're with Mom Force, which sounds like the military branch for moms. But what is Mom Force? It, it's going to be a military branch, and it's growing, which is wonderful. It's just encouraging. You know, it's educating folks about what's wrong. You know, in our little society here, and I think the first issue is cannabis prohibition. I think if we can solve that, we can create a more empathetic society. You know, we can quell some violence, save some lives, protect some peace. And uh, that's what I've been after for seven years as a cannabis advocate. 
um, going forward. You know, we can torture some politicians by pointing out what they're doing wrong yeah. and uh, light the fires under the right heinies to get the job done. So Mom Force then is organizing uh, mothers, women for cannabis legalization then? You know, especially moms and women. But, you know, we don't just have moms and women. We've got folks that are, you know, like uh, Don Ream, who you okay. met. Uh, you know, he's stepping up there in Sun City. A lot of seniors are stepping up, men and women, and just speaking out. Uh, seniors and, and uh, you know, all, all folks. And that's what we encourage at Mom Force is people taking that into their own hands and, and speaking back against things that are wrong with our government and politicians especially. When we look at the polls nationwide and even state by state, we find women's support for cannabis legalization lags anywhere from 8 to 12 points behind men's. What do you attribute that to and how do we fix it? Well, uh, to be blunt, <laughs> I'll say, you know, sometimes it's the the way um, it's been depicted in, in our culture. And the marijuana culture has pretty much, the only times you see women until recent years are uh, scantily clad, you know, made to lure you to the marijuana industry. And what we've seen, especially with uh, groups like Women Grow, and, you know, my outreach is that there are very professional women that use cannabis that um, don't want to stay in the closet, but because of the way it's been portrayed, you know, mm -hmm. um, in recent years, uh, you know, prior to, excuse me, prior to recent years, it, you know, it's kind of kept women away. So the more of us women that put on a suit, that come on out and just say, you know what, I'm a mainstream woman that's standing up for cannabis, standing up for moms, standing up for all of our rights, uh, it makes mainstream women more comfortable. And that's, that's kind of what Mom Force is about. How about the, you know, the, the parenting aspect, being a mom and how cannabis is seen as a danger to the children and how how could you put your kids in danger like that i mean how do you respond to people with that attitude oh i've got a great response for that because i came into this seven years ago to save lives when you're looking at kids binge drinking um taking pharmaceutical cocktails at parties to have fun then we know as moms we can actually save our lives by giving kids this good information saying you know what you've got a choice that's non-toxic you've got a choice that will save your life if you use this instead of something else you know ultimately you don't want your kids taking anything on a regular basis and there's another point about our our society is kind of just geared towards taking something especially pharmaceuticals we've yes. got one in five children that are prescribed a daily maintenance medication wow. so when you've got a culture of drugs like this of course you're going to have uh, natural you know homeopathic leaning parents going well all these kids are taking all these pharmaceuticals if my kid's taking marijuana it's a lot safer for them it's a lot better for their bodies and we're learning this unfortunately i think that's detrimental because kids really are still developing those brains and i do believe that we need to school them to stay away from drugs entirely both illegal and legal drugs because i think kids are perfect and they will think better if they're not on something on a daily basis but when they get to that party russ yeah you know i want them to make the safer choice quite honestly and i think we need an honest education to save our kids you know, I always have to preface this with, I have no children, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. However, I always thought a good way to express this to teenagers would be, look, when you're a teenager, I know when I was a young teenage boy, I was already high on hormones, yes. on puberty, on all those massive changes that are already going on. It's like, I would say, like, you need to get reality figured out before you start altering it. Absolutely. And as a teenager, you're experiencing all the very first 
firsts in your life. First love, first success, first heartbreak, all these things. So exciting. So yeah. experience those, learn life on its terms, then when you're older, we can start altering things. Absolutely. Uh, there's a comedian, uh, Rob Cantrell, or no, uh, Arge Barker, I think he had a lie, and he said, uh, at first, I got high on life. But then I developed a tolerance. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, the trouble is, is that a lot of kids, you know, we probably, both of us probably had a wonderful upbringing, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't know. We won't get into it. But, you know, I feel like I was very lucky growing up. But, you know, my parents did split up, you know, and people do have issues in their teenage life when they do turn to drugs, you know, and this is the unfortunate part. And we need to be able to address these issues. But what's happening is you've got so many parents so addicted on so many pharmaceuticals, they're drinking, uh, and these kids are just affected by this. And if we can try and start with the kids and teach an honest education, get people away from these substances, teach them about cannabis, quite honestly, and the good it can do, I think we can go into the future with more generations that know the truth, because we already see it happening across our country. Mm-hmm. Um, less teen drug use and less problems in society overall. When we passed uh, marijuana legalization in Oregon, like the next week, there was a political cartoon that came out. In that political cartoon, there's a middle-aged, overweight dad, middle-aged, overweight mom. He's got a tie-dye shirt on. She's got a pot leaf shirt on. And then the two kids are playing video games in the in the in the foreground, not paying attention to the parents. And the dad says, well, kids, now that marijuana is legal, your mom and I are going to go to the store and buy us a little Maui Wowie. And the thought bubble on the kids is, oh, geez, pot is so lame. Do you think there's a forbidden fruit aspect to Absolutely. marijuana that, you know, being prohibited that leads to kids abusing it? I, I believe that because teens are, are risk takers. They want to do something that's on the edge. And when this is off the edge and it's just something that the parents are doing, that grandma's doing because yeah. it makes her feel better. Oh, my gosh. How less attractive is that? Yeah. yeah it's, it's granny's glaucoma medicine. It's, yes. it's mom and dad's Chardonnay, man. They don't want to have anything to do with that. Not so much fun. But we don't want them turning to harder things to get that cool buzz. You know, mm-hmm. we just want them to get an honest education and hopefully steer away from it altogether, you know, or you know, take less. And that's that's the great thing that we see through NIDA, that we see, you know, the National Institute of Drug Abuse. I know you know, but mm-hmm. maybe our listeners don't um you know we see these good statistics coming in the kids are not overdosing as much they're not binge drinking as much yeah in these states where cannabis is regulated so we definitely see a future where that's happening and that's i love being a part of that yeah one of the things our opponents say is that as we legalize uh medical and recreational marijuana we are causing the kids to feel that there's less risk in it they're perceiving less risk in cannabis and my point would be yeah you used to tell them it would turn their brain into a fried egg and lead straight to heroin, of course they perceive less risk now. Absolutely. Do you think that's the case? Yes, they do perceive risk, uh, less risk, I think, through education. But, you know, the weird thing is is that I'm seeing on the Arizona Youth Survey uh-huh. that uh, perceived risk of drugs has actually gone up. Okay. So that's really great because they're seeing drugs as a whole as a risk. So, you know, maybe they're staying away from them because they are getting schooled now on heroin. Yes, Which yes. is something wonderful because what they had done with our federal government is, as you know, lump that heroin and marijuana in that same basket, and they still have it there with the Schedule One mark. Right. But at, through the Dare program, they said, "Hey, heroin and marijuana just as bad, kids." Right. Right. So when the kids took marijuana, which we all know they they experimented with the marijuana, you know, maybe the alcohol, maybe the cigarettes first, and then possibly the marijuana, and then they said, "Gee, if it's the same bad drug as heroin, why not try it?" Right. Not. Yeah. So you got that, and you got parents with tons and tons of painkillers that contain those 
opiates that heroin contain in, and they're legal. in their cat and they're legal mm-hmm. heroin. So you've got your legal heroin in in the uh, parent's medicine cabinet. You've got a kid possibly with a heroin addiction problem. So the whole thing has just gone together to give Arizona our lovely uh, heroin addiction problem mm-hmm. and and across the country. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what the information I took to Sheriff Joe was, hey, we've got legal methamphetamine in our ADHD meds. We've got legal heroin being given out, you know, over-prescribed constantly to all ages. Uh, if we can concentrate on good drug education, honest drug education about these legal substances, and we can concentrate on the street, on the heroin and the meth problem, regulate marijuana and take the good that we can take from it. And then move on, because when we concentrate all that effort that they're concentrating now on marijuana, yes. and we put it on heroin and meth, oh my gosh, we can go ahead and break the cycle of addiction. I totally so agree. So we're, uh, we're on our way. Kathy from MomForce, uh, tell folks how to get in touch with MomForce online, social media, that kind of stuff. That would be MomForceAZ.org, and of course we are on YouTube. We have several testimonies and uh, opening statements from some of our meetings. We have me- monthly meetings. Everything's online under events at MomForceAZ.org. And we are, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, and Meetup. Oh, okay. Yes. Fantastic. And and you guys are allied uh, working with or supportive of Women Grow, I take it? You mentioned oh, Women Grow earlier. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I a few years ago when I, I uh, came out of Phoenix Normal, doing Phoenix Normal groups, uh, Mom Force was actually called Phoenix March, and it was an outreach to women, women for marijuana. Um, but I turned it into Mom Force under uh, Dave Inman, my husband's mm-hmm. suggestion, because we have Matt Force as our uh, anti-marijuana group uh-huh. in Arizona, so why not Mom Force? That's why that was kind of ringing a bell to me because I, I have to read all these anti stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my Matt gosh, Force, they're amazing! I... You'll love Matt Force. Get in there. Uh, we will... need you in Arizona too. I will take a look at that. <laughs> uh, Kathy, so much. Uh, thank you so much for being here uh, on CannabisRadio.com, joining us, and for Mom Force. Like I said, it's one of the, the, for me, the two most important groups in marijuana legalization today in advocacy are moms and vets. And so Absolutely. thanks for taking up that half. Thank you, sir. Happy, right. to, happy to do it. Thank you so much. All right. Radical Russ here with CannabisRadio.com at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to take a break. We'll have more interviews coming up right after these tunes.
Welcome back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. Radical Russ Belleville here with CannabisRadio.com. And joining us here at the desk, we have Jonathan with Capsule Consulting. Hello, Jonathan. How are you doing? Hey, Russ. Thank you for having me. Uh, great to have you here. So uh, Capsule Consulting uh, sounds to me like you're going to be helping people uh, in the marijuana industry, in these emerging industries. Tell us what kind of consulting services you offer. The Capsule Consulting Group has two objectives. One is to consult and help people get their product into a capsule form. And then we also manufacture the capsules ourselves. So we're able to supply you with any type of capsule um, whether it be gelatin, whether it be vegetables. So we gave you the ability to actually know a reliable source of premium products. In this case, our capsules. Okay, so very specific here in uh, you know, pill-type, you know, contact capsule sort of delivery systems. Correct. So it's, it's, there's, this is specifically the hard capsule. So it's the two-piece capsule. Okay. It's been around for the actual concept of encapsulating has been around for centuries. Okay. But the actual capsule itself has been in mainstream America for over 60, 70 years. So it's something that people already know and are familiar with. So this would be a way to get some activated cannabis into a, a capsule. And, and for people that are, you know, shy about the, the smoking aspect of it, don't want to eat a bunch of edibles, this is something more familiar to them. Exactly. It's exactly, it's exactly right. And it also helps... Uh, it also helps with accurately dosing. So, again, some people, like you just said, they don't want to smoke. They don't want to take anything uh, edible. This is something that they know, they're familiar with. So they'll be more inclined to take it. So is this, uh, is this something that you're offering on a uh, business-to-business level? You're working with the other businesses here to get their products into capsules then? Yeah, correct. So we help uh, growers, processors, dispensaries get their product into the finished form. We help them from point A to point Z. How much, how much variety is there in the capsules? Are there different sizes and There's, colors? Uh, and we got about 10 different sizes. I mean, you can pretty much, we can get your uh, tie color combination on a capsule. So I can get you a, what, a purple and a white uh, capsule. I like with, that. And we can print uh, your uh, Cannabis Radio logo on it. Oh, okay. So branding as well. Yeah, branding is huge. It's okay. huge because it's going to differentiate one dispensary from the other. And we can also print... Uh, the dosage, which is great so that when you're actually taking the product, uh-huh. you know what you're taking. So you know if it's 5, it's 10, or it's 20 milligrams. And aside from that, with something that's really cool and what we're pitching is you can use, let's say, a, blight and, a, a blue and white capsule for your CBD products or non-psychoactive products. And we can use the green and white for your THC products. So right off the bat, just the color will tell you what you're taking. Yeah, that's really helpful. Uh, I know uh, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and when I go to legal stores there, sometimes you'll get flowers or edibles or pre-rolled joints or whatever they might be. And once they're out of the package, what do I got? (laughs) So this way, uh, a dispensary could color code even not just to CBD or, I mean, they could color code by individual strains, couldn't they? They We could do it by strains. We can have maybe, uh, let's say, uh, dark blue for sativa and maybe... uh, green, dark green yeah. for indica, or we can play with the colors. I mean, I'd like to use blue and green. Those are my favorite colors, but we got, we can do use gray. We can use any color you want, any color imaginable. It's almost like yeah. uh, the jelly belly jelly beans, man. <laughs> All these different we got colors. more variations in color than that than the jelly beans. Okay, yeah, good, but good. We, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, did you come to this this capsule consulting uh, from the pharmaceutical side of the world? Yeah, we, we've been manufacturing uh, capsules for about 35 years, mm-hmm. so we've, we're familiar with it. We offer our products to the pharmaceutical companies and the dietary supplement companies alike. Uh, so uh, we're seeing that there's a momentum in this industry, and there, uh, more than a momentum, a need. Mm-hmm. So we came here and we're offering our services, our products, and our knowledge okay. to the industry. 
So Jonathan here with yep. Capsule Consulting. We're not talking about just some new company that has sprung up seeking the green rush. You guys have been established for a long time, got a track record, and now you see this new opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's not every day that you get a new industry emerging, right? Oh, no kidding. So, And it's great to know that there's a new industry emerging and you actually fit in and you're actually able to help the industry, bring in knowledge and be of some, some sort of added value to the industry. I think that's also key. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving this, uh, the way that we're expanding and diversifying this industry and, and, and filling in all these little niches uh, right. in the market that are so important. I know uh, I work with some folks with the silvertour.org in uh, Florida, and they're an organization that looks to educate seniors on medical cannabis. And to me, having that in capsule form, uh, for them to know that, no, it's not always smoking a joint, it's not always taking a, a pipe hit that it looks just like the other medicines your doctors can give you. you That's got to be huge. You just gave me a great idea. Well, well, I would love to see the study done where we put a joint, a brownie, and a capsule in front of the seniors. Yeah. It, it'll have exactly the same effect, but you choose which one you take. There you go. I'm pretty sure the seniors will be more inclined to take the capsules. It'll feel, it'll feel, even though it's going to give you the same effect, they'll probably take it because they're more familiar with it. Absolutely. So uh, for Capsule Consulting, uh, do you have a web presence, uh, absolutely. contact info to give out? Yeah, absolutely. So it's very easy, uh, CannabisCapsules.com. Okay. I'm sure they'll be able to, re- to remember that. Okay, CannabisCapsules.com. Any Facebook or emails? Or we anything? got Twitter at, uh, at CannabisCapsule. And uh, no, no Facebook, no Facebook because we try to keep it... Uh, Try to keep our, tar- our audience targeted. So. It's more business to business. Yeah, more anyway, business to business. So. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. And uh, are you getting uh, response from? Uh, how's the response been from the people here at the expo and the other businesses? I mean, they, a we, lot of interest. Yeah, I think it's a great show. Very well done. Uh, we've seen some great traction, some good uh, foot traffic, and we've uh, actually made some great contacts. And uh, there's a lot of interest. People are coming by, asking tons of questions. So it, it gives me um, an understanding that there's a need for this. So. I, I believe that we're here and the show is a great way to get the name out and, and get the education that the industry is looking for. All right, folks. And, and I, I assume that you can help folks in all the medical and legal states? Everywhere. Absolutely. This is an auxiliary product, so we can uh, we consult and talk to all 50 states, anywhere you are, and globally as well, for that matter. If anybody in Uruguay, which just legalized That's it, right. Yeah, they can, they can uh, contact us. We'll help them. All right. So, uh, Jonathan from Capsule Consulting, check out Cannabis Capsule. Is it Cannabis Capsules? Okay, plural. CannabisCapsules.com online to find out more information to get your dispensary, to get your grow into capsule form. That's really cool. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here at CannabisRadio.com. We'll go back to some more music. We got interviews coming up every 15 minutes here on our live coverage of the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us.
dangerous and medical pot is really strong. That's why it's so hard in California to get your weed card unless something's really wrong. Gonna pay a visit to my doctor. It's a long shot, but I gotta try. He hands me a list of all the ailments I can have to qualify. Can't believe what I am reading. This is just what I've been needing. A government supply to get legally high. Weed card, it's what I need. Hardly ever okay, always. But it's not an addiction, cause my doctor gave me a prescription. You can get your card for having headaches, bad dreams, or anxiety. Propensity for drugs or alcohol, anorexia or obesity. Too fat, too thin, either way you win. Carpal tunnel syndrome, colorblind. Good day, tokers and tokettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. Radical Russ here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona with CannabisRadio.com. And joining us here at the desk, we've got Jeff Homburg, Dr. Jeff Homburg, a production analyst and soil scientist with Billy Buds. Welcome, Jeff. Howdy. How you doing? Doing great. So Billy Buds, uh, wasn't that uh, Herman Melville? (laughs) <laughs> I'm thinking. But uh, Billy Bud's Organic and Natural Sun-Grown Cannabis. So glad to hear that because why reduplicate the sun? Exactly. Tell us about your grow. Well, we're now applying for a rec license. Uh, we've been growing some medical. We have a very uh, good team together in Manitou Springs. And we're uh, planning to move into a bigger operation. And we do only, well, mainly outdoor grow. We'll be doing some greenhouse. Okay. But... Um, one thing that stands us apart is we do entirely organic. Okay. And being a soil scientist, I'm biased. I think we should be growing in the soil. We should be taking advantage of what Mother Nature supplies us in the sun. And I think in terms of sustainability, that outdoors is really where it's going to be. So as a, as a soil scientist, have you been always concentrated on cannabis, or has this been a, a larger horticultural thing for you? Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm moving into this. I, okay. I grew when I was very, very young, <laughs> 13 years old wow. in, in Oklahoma. So you know, it was quite some time ago. <laughs> in but Oklahoma? I, yes. That's a hell of a risk. Well, back then, at that time, this is 1970, many okay. people didn't even know what it looked like. So it, <laughs> okay. it wasn't so much of a problem okay. <laughs> at that time. But uh, that said... No, I, I, I do research on traditional agriculture, Native American farming. Uh, okay. I work on the archaeology of agriculture here in Arizona, and I've been working, doing a major study of the oldest irrigated soils in the United States wow. at over 3,500 years old, right in the Tucson Basin along the Santa Cruz River. Well, then they were growing mainly maize. Yeah, that's fascinating. So uh, when it comes to growing sun-grown organic cannabis, how is the soil here in Arizona compared to, say, you know, the Emerald Triangle of California or other places? Uh, the soils are quite good, generally, yeah. if you can get enough water to them. Yeah. I mean, you may need to do some additional organic amendments, but, uh, but generally the soils are quite good in the desert. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, so for beginners out there, I mean, there's a lot of states that are now passing uh, medical and recreational laws, and some people are taking up growing for the very first time. What do they need to look for when they're trying to do soils and nutrients? Because there's so many companies and so many products. What would you recommend? Um, I would take a step back. I mean, I, first I would look, I would measure the soil properties of the place you're growing and mm-hmm. what kinds of natural soils you have. And then I would go from there to see what it is you might need to add. What, what are we looking for when we do that measure? Well, the, 
the key things to look at are certainly nitrogen content, okay. phosphorus content. Uh, we want to know what the pH is because that really controls the availability of nutrients. Okay. Uh, we look at a number of other things. If you have a higher pH, we might look at things called sodium adsorption ratio to see whether salts are causing a problem so hmm. that we could lower them if we needed to. Wow. So All right. basically, we try to head off these problems before we even start. And, of right. course, we're right here in the Phoenix Basin. Uh, some of The second largest ancient irrigation system was developed right here in the Phoenix Basin. Hmm. And uh, they built canals that were up to 24 miles long in prehistory, right in this valley. Really? Which is only second behind the mochi culture of Peru. Wow. I mean, there's an amazing technology, but, but earlier than that, I think it took them a while to learn how to develop that technology to harness a river, to har- uh, uh, farm off of the Salt River. We think that they, it took them uh, learning on smaller drainages, like the Santa Cruz River in Tucson. So we, okay. you know, irrigation comes in roughly the last uh, couple thousand years here, but it goes two millennia earlier in Tucson. Now, growing here in the Phoenix Basin, I mean, I was here in August one time. It was 115 degrees outside. How does the extremes of temperature here in Arizona affect the growing of sun-grown cannabis? Well, the... I think it would actually be detrimental. You know, I think we may not be able to do it here in the Phoenix Basin. I think if you get up to a little bit higher in elevation in Arizona, there's some very good places. If you get up over 4,000 feet, ideally, say, five to 7,000 feet, I think you could be quite successful. Mm-hmm. Along the Mogollon Rim uh, and the transition zone of central Arizona, I think it would be a great place to grow. All right. So Billy Buds is uh, organic and natural sun-grown cannabis. The website, billybuds.com, that's buds with a Z. That's correct. So billybuds.com. Are, are you guys supplying uh, local dispensaries currently? We will. We're okay. in the process of lining up a contract to do that. Uh, our first step is to find the land to expand our operation and then get our rec license. So this is our goal here in the next year to move into that. But I, as a plug to ourselves, and I, we're, we're going to be in a session here coming up on indoor versus outdoor growing, uh-huh. I'm certainly very biased, but we've, we've been able to prove that you can be successful in uh, many different ways with the outdoor grow in terms of uh, THC levels. We, okay. We're getting higher levels than anybody's gotten in any strain. So I, it's, a mis, it's a myth to think that, you know, you're going to get higher quality indoors. Yeah, that's one of the things I was going to address. And the other was that, you know, uh, a lot of these growers have been grown indoors because of the necessity of prohibition. You right. had to keep it hidden. You had to get lights to duplicate the sun. Uh, but uh, now that we're turning legal and, and moving towards sun grown, which I think is very important as far as, you know, saving the planet and exactly. carbon emissions and all of that. Uh, it's sustainable. You know, I don't think the indoor is sustainable in the long run, and I think outdoor will be. I agree that you know, we're needing it now with the, the status of where we are in the industry, but moving forward, I think we're going to be going outdoors. So if, uh, if a guy's got an indoor grow and the best possible light setup and all the soils and nutrients he needs, uh, is he going to grow a product that would be in any way distinguishable from the outdoor product, either better or worse? Is there is there a difference in taste and flavor and anything well, like that? many people think that they, they can taste the difference of using of inorganic fertilizers. Mm-hmm. And certainly pesticides, you may not taste that, but, um, you know, yeah. if you're using pesticides, I think that's a big problem. So Yeah, and that is a concern uh, dealing with outdoor grow is you have less uh, control over 
your environment. In an indoor grow, you can you know, hermetically seal the damn thing and wear a, a, a clean suit if you wanted to. That's you- true. There are some advantages of being able to control the environment, but I think the cost overall mm-hmm. is so much different. You know, yeah. we're, uh, I'm hearing of operations here in the Phoenix Basin where they're, they have bills of fifty to $60,000 a month, electric bills wow. per month. Wow. I mean, that clearly is not sustainable, you know, and most people that are in this industry are uh, more sensitive about environmental concerns. So I think most people really would like to see it go that way. Yeah, I I know I would. Uh, One concern we hear, though, is uh, how many grow cycles you get outdoor versus indoor. Indoor, like four a year and outdoor, you're getting one crop. Is that right? That's true. And the the timing of when you, you know, you can harvest, you can certainly control that better with the indoor. So there are advantages. Mm -hmm. And we ourselves, we plan to do some work with greenhouse really just to help spread out our production at different times of the year. Yeah. But we're going to really emphasize the outdoor. Yeah. I can't see that it doesn't eventually go majority outdoor uh, as it becomes more and more legal just like you say the cost and the environmental aspects of this uh jeff homberg phd he's a production analyst and soil scientist here with billy buds organic and natural sun-grown cannabis the website is billy buds with a z dot com do you have any other uh contact info you want to give to people uh let's see we do have a website billybuds.com That's- yeah that's really the main contact. We will have other social media up. Uh, we have, we're in the process of working through that. All right. Well, uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us here at CannabisRadio.com and telling folks about the advantages of outdoor growing. And your panel starts uh, pretty soon? Yeah, right away. All right, folks. So uh, if you're here, if you're listening to me on your uh, remote devices, head into that indoor versus outdoor panel. Jeff, thank you so thank much you for being much. here. And uh, good luck with everything. Good luck. All right, folks, we got uh, more interviews coming up here at the CannabisRadio.com desk. I'm Radical Russ from the Russ Belville Show. Stay tuned. Another interview coming up in just a couple of minutes. Until then, music for you. Ocean sickness, impotence, or TMJ. You can smoke to quit cigarettes for asthma or your motherfucking Tourette's. It's a dream come true. There's nothing pot can't do. Weed card, it's what I need. Hardly ever okay, always, but it's not an addiction, cause my doctor gave me a prescription. Break it down now, got back pain, need Mary Jane, can't handle this, need cannabis, got a stomach ache, got a wake and take, have an injury, need THC, get fucked up for your hyperhidrosis, or just sweaty palms in case you need a diagnosis. It's not a crime, it's for 20 time, weak heart, it's what I need. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to CannabisRadio.com and our live coverage of the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here at the 
Phoenix Convention Center, South Building. I'm Radical Russ, and we are joined here by Shara Negretti. She's with BudsList.com. Hi, Shara. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. So, uh, BudsList.com sounds to me like a list of buds. Why don't you tell people what it really is? <laughs> um, so, the way that I refer to it is as a cannabis um, virtual community. Okay. And the reason why I describe it as such is because our platform is a social network. Okay. Um, but we also do advertisement for dispensaries on there as well. So if there's a dispensary that I like, I can go follow their business page. Anytime they do an update on their page, it'll go directly to my newsfeed. And then from there, I can like the post, comment on it, or even share it for my friends to see. Okay. So social connection for uh, people that are interested in in cannabis in shopping yeah. for cannabis even even people that um aren't users i know there's supporters of it we have a, an aspect of it where they can keep up with cannabis news okay on that page um we have more than just news that we have research and development uh, we have news articles like i said more um to educate people on what it is okay. so if there's somebody that doesn't really know much about it they can go on there and read up on the articles read up on the research and development and just really start to get more into it because i know there's a lot of people that don't know what it is, sure. but they would like to learn about it. Yeah, everybody needs uh, some uh, information here to get properly educated on this. Budslist.com, a uh, great way to get involved, so check that out. Sharon Negretti is speaking with us right now. And how did you get involved with Budslist? Was this your idea? Did you just come it onto the company? It was not my idea. Uh, my business partner, he's over there talking to people right now. Yes. It's, it was his idea originally. Um, I kind of just came on about a year and a half ago, and I, I reshaped it to where it's at right now. Okay. Uh-huh. So it wasn't always what it is now, but it originally, that was... That was him. So, what's your what's your background? Uh, have you been working in IT or how, just um, social media? Or? Not really. I'm, okay. I just happen to be young. You okay. Know? The younger generation really is more involved with, with technology. Um, I go to school. I my background or my interest is environmental science. Okay. I'm more of a science geek than you know tech geek, but okay. I I do have a lot of um, ideas and and more insight when it comes to social networking because I kind of grew up with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so uh, for that younger generation, uh, it, it seems to me like there's, uh, you know, the younger people here so much, I mean, really, uh, you've lived all your life with medical marijuana being in existence somewhere, right. at least California, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, been, you're in your early 20s, right? I'm 24. Okay. so Almost mid-20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like as early as you can remember... You know, being four or five years old, California passed yeah. you know, medical marijuana. So it's yeah, like definitely. a, it's not a, it's not a, a, a stigma so much for, th- for your generation. Not so. I, and that's another thing. Um, you would think that it's not. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that that are really just misinformed. Really. And so um, even even in the even in their twenties, the, the millennials. Yeah. There there are a lot that are open to it, mm-hmm. but there are also a few that are like not not very educated and and they will attack Um, but that's where we come in um, and just try to really educate people get rid of that stigma Uh because it is very beneficial whether it is a recreational use or medical use Uh, the point that I want to get across is it's helpful and 
If you don't know about it, please come to our site and learn about it. If you don't want to create a, a profile, that's fine. Sure. But look into what cannabis is about. So this is something where it's it's free, I yeah. assume, right? So it's free. You can go on and just browse it, be a lurker, as yeah, we say. Yeah, if you want to be a lurker, be a lurker. And, um, or you can create your account yeah. and be more interactive. Exactly. And and when I think about this site, really, um, I I, I say it's a virtual community mm-hmm. um, because I really do believe in strengthening the cannabis movement and helping out the cannabis industry as well. I, I want it to be a safe place for people to go to. Another thing that I would really love to mention is that anybody that creates a profile with us, uh, they don't ever have to worry about um, showing up on Google, for example. Sure. If you Google your name and you have an account with us, it will not pop up. We understand that even though it's recreationally accepted in some states and medically accepted as well, um, you can still get in trouble for it. You can still lose your job. You can, you know, run into a bunch of trouble because of it. And we recognize that. And the last thing we want to do is get people in trouble. Yeah, that was, that's not a good business plan. Get your customers in trouble. Right? No, not at all. <laughs> it's BudsList.com. Uh, BudsList.com. Uh, Shara uh, Negretti yes. is with us here. Uh, are there other contacts? You guys have like Facebook and Instagram and all that? Um, we do have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are most active on Instagram, though. Okay. Working on BudsList and Twitter. We, I know. I mean, sorry, not BudsList. Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. Working on Facebook and Twitter, um, but we're most active on Instagram. Okay, so <laughs> check that out. BudsList uh, available on Instagram, and uh, where do you see this? Uh, where do you see your career going uh, with this? Uh, continuing with Bud's List and getting your degree? You said yeah. environmental sciences. Yes, yes. I um, I'm all about environment. Mm-hmm. I believe that we have to take care of our environment for our future generations. I feel like cannabis is is something that can help definitely because there's so many al- different alternatives that you can uh, do with cannabis not so much with uh, marijuana but with hemp mm-hmm. and um, that's really what makes me so passionate about the plant yeah and um, I feel when you're in this industry you have to have passion for for the plant and, yeah. and I am because of what I know it can do and yeah. I and I feel like in the future it is something that you know will become more prevalent has this passion uh, evolved from any personal experiences with the law or the medical aspects or friends or family that have had, you know, either busted or needed medical cannabis or something? I got in the industry about two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked with two different compassion clubs. Um, That's actually where I met my business partner. And we actually got busted twice. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, They never really did anything to us. It was more like they came in, took everything, and said, you guys have a great day. Yeah, smash up everything Uh, and no charges or anything. Exactly. (laughs) They know that makes them look bad. If they they charge you, then they got to go to court and get headlines. It is the most frustrating. But they don't do headlines on that. Because I looked it up online, and we were nowhere to be found. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, The the silent smash and grab. We've heard that so many times in Um, so many states. And before I entered, I really didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. But seeing the way that it helped people, um, seeing what it was capable of, that that's really what did it for me. And, and I did all the research that I could do, and, and it, it kind of just grew from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what an amazing story you've got, uh, and the whole world's in front of you. Uh, <laughs> you got such a great uh, outlook on this. Budslist.com is the website. Shara Negretti is here talking to us about it. And again, check them out at Budslist.com. And Bud's List on Instagram. Anything else you'd like to tell our audience? Um, 
No, just go check out budsless.com, make a profile, and be a part of the movement. And when someone makes a profile, do they get a, a fan, can they make their own little fancy name? Yeah, they can. What's yours on Bud's List? My, oh, it's just my name. Oh. Yeah. Nothing I'm, creative? Uh, no. The big Z? I mean, my name is pretty, it's, it's different enough, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Okay. Well, thanks, Shara, for being here, and uh, good luck with budslist.com and getting your degree. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to go back to some more music. We'll have more interviews every 15 minutes here from the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. Thanks, Shara. Thank you so much. I always heard that his herb was top shelf And Lord, I just could not wait to find out for myself Well, don't knock it till you tried it And I've tried it, my friend I'll never smoke weed with Willie again Now we learned a hard lesson in a small Texas town He fired up a fat boy and he passed it around And the last words I spoke before they tucked me in I may discount bungee jump But I'll never smoke weed with Willie again Never smoke weed Will again My party's all over Before it began Now you can pour me Some old whiskey river My friend But I'll never smoke weed With Willie again We hopped on his old bus The honeysuckle road Harding was Huntsville, it was after the show Alone in the front lounge, just me and him I took one friendly puff and the Grim Creeper sat in I'll never smoke weed with Willie again My party's all over before it began then you can pour me some old whiskey river, my friend But I'll never smoke weed with Willie again Let's go down to Texas, guy. Now we're passing the guitar Telling good jokes I can tell ones are coming Cause I'm smelling the smoke Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with our live coverage on CannabisRadio.com. Joining us here at the desk, we've got John David from John David Global and from CanLive, John David Carrasco. Carrasco? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
You get my, Thank you very much. As close as my Latin pronunciation. Carrasco. Carrasco. I can never make my tongue do that. Carrasco. There we go. Uh, John David's here with John David Global and Can Live. Let's start with John David Global since it's got your name in it. Yes, what sir. is John David Global? John David Global is my company that I've had in existence. It's a multimedia company. Uh, since 2001, I started in the Manhattan Business District, actually, right after 9-11. Mm. I was working with a, a company uh, called David Reed, and we uh, were doing a lot of event production. Uh, had just completed a, a wonderful event with the U.S. Open, and then 9-11 happened. Mm. And suddenly I found myself in the position of, I've got to have a living. I've got to create a new company. So I started consulting, and that's where the concept of John David Interactive, which is now John David Global, began. So I've consulted throughout the United States, uh, nonprofit development. My first nonprofit was in Chicago with the River North Dog Owners Association. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living at the Montgomery, former Montgomery Wards corporate building that they had rehabbed into, uh, into a condo development. And so I started doing real estate development throughout the United States. And actually, one of my projects was just north of Phoenix in Anthem, Arizona, was my first project, uh, second project, rather. And so... Um, Living throughout the United States, I became very involved with the nonprofit sector and learning that I needed to give back. I was so blessed in all of the projects that I've worked in that um, helping those that are in need, those that don't have a voice, became a calling of mine. And uh, even so much as recently, last year, my father passed away of cancer, and it was a very horrible passing for him. Uh, He was receiving community-based care. I'm I'm from the state of Texas. And the last few weeks of his uh, existence um, was very, very painful for him. And I said, Dad, you know, I've heard that uh, cannabis can be very helpful with the nausea that you're experiencing with uh, all the chemotherapy. And he said, Son, I can't take it because the state will probably drug test me. Mm -hmm. And I was devastated to see my father suffer so much. And I knew then that I had to do something. I had to become involved in the movement. And so here I am today, not only representing John David Global, but I'm also representing a new effort of my company, which is Can Live, based out of East Texas. And uh, we are waiting for the state of Texas to finalize uh, their rules and regulations, which we are expecting it to be released uh, around December 1st. And once those rules are established... Uh, the licenses uh, for cultivation, the extraction of CBD oil only, specific to right. patients that are suffering uh, from epilepsy, um, those licenses will begin re- being released after the first of the year. All right. So you sounds like you're well positioned for that. Uh, so on your card, it says something about making payments simple. I know one of the big problems that the cannabis industry has is with banking and getting accounts. Is yes, that sir. where you're helping? That is another project that we've just okay. signed this just this past week. Uh, we've entered into an exclusive marketing agreement to provide um, payments uh, for uh, the cannabis-related industry that's legal in their states um, with our partnership with Wholesale Payments uh, for in, any individuals and any dispensary owners that would like more information about wholesale payments, they can call one 800 I'm sorry, 793-0492. And they can find out more on how they can use uh, payment processing in their location. Oh, wow. All right. So John David Global, if people want to find you online, where do they find John David Global? JohnDavidGlobal.com. Okay. Uh, we are a multi, uh, multimedia company, so we offer everything from you know creating your logos, web development, social media integration, uh, geo-targeting. Uh, we pretty much handle it all. Uh, we, we also do a lot of event production throughout the United States, and we're very honored to have been invited to be here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference uh, by Mr. Rory Mendoza. Can't thank him enough. 
as well as your team here um, and um, Cannabis Radio. Everybody that we've met here in, in Phoenix has been just super amazing, very informative. You know, the expo has is it's, it's business professionals, and that's where we were hoping to meet. Yes, we're the new kids on the block as far as the comes to the cannabis industry, but we're well positioned in the state of Texas. Uh, not only myself, because I'm very involved with the Texas Democratic Party. Uh, during the last election cycle, I was on the state credentials committee, and this next election cycle, um, I'm looking to be on the uh, rules and regulations committee. For for cannabis, and hopefully we can influence the legislation to even expand beyond epileptic uh, use. And so that's where we're at right now. Mm, That's good news. And I know when we look at a state like Texas from a national perspective, some people are going to think, wow, it's never going to be legal in Texas. I know. That's what we thought, too. And then, uh, well, you know, Governor Abbott signed it into law June 1st, and it became legal to uh, actually consume CBD uh, as of uh, uh, September 15th. And so it's huge for Texas. And uh, even as of yesterday, our neighboring country, Mexico, I hear, is now the entire country is now paving the way for legalization of, of cannabis. Yeah. So we've got to be positioned well with the, with our legislators. Uh, the area of Texas that I come from actually co-authored the legislation for the compassionate medical use of cannabis. And so I'm in his, in his back door. So I've got to make sure that I establish the standard within my own company, the compliance and the messaging to ensure that it's accurate and correct and that we reach out to those individuals to ensure that cannabis is actually very helpful for multiple multiple ailments but per the rule of law it's currently used specifically for patients that are suffering from epilepsy in texas yeah and it's it it's marvelous that we've gotten that far in texas and i think i think the ball is rolling now and i think once you've opened up that door to saying there's some medical use for some people in some circumstances now we just expand some Exactly. Some just gets bigger. Yes. We're hoping that the next legislative cycle in 2017 in Texas will look at, at uh, how this first step, I mean, this is huge for Texas, the first step that has happened um, to assist those patients that are ailing of, of epilepsy, uh, that we will look at PTSD, that we'll look at uh, patients that are suffering from HIV AIDS. Uh, you know, I've traveled and lived all over the United States, and I've seen how uh, cannabis has assisted those individuals that are suffering from cancer, for that are suffering from HIV AIDS medications, and are able to tolerate um, the medications because of the use of cannabis, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's, it's ingested, whether it's it's a sublingual application, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, cannabis has turned into something that's very beneficial for across the board for multiple ailments. I remember as a child, uh, my grandmother actually would mix cannabis into green rubbing alcohol and would rub it on my grandfather's, you know, ailing joints and knees. And, uh, you know, this is something that has been uh, used in our culture. I'm a seventh generation Texan. Hmm. I mean, my family history goes back, you know, hundreds of years back to the original porciones of Texas. And so, you know, it's, it's an honor for me as myself to be a representative, not only for Texas, but also for our growing Latino community. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm also the executive director for the Hispanic Chamber of E-Commerce for the entire state of Texas. And we'll be, I'll be at the Latino iConnect conference in San Diego. And so my messaging will be continuing through all of the states that I'm traveling through that uh, we need to educate our, our base, educate our, also for my, for me personally, our Latino brothers and sisters, so that they understand that uh, it's not the stigma or gateway drug that it's made to be. Yeah, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I was 
thinking about Texas and what a large Hispanic uh, population we're talking about. And when we look at the polls, uh, we find uh, Hispanics, Latinos, Latinas are uh, far less in support for legalization than uh, African-Americans or Caucasians. We also find the use, uh, lifetime use stats among uh, Latinos is far lower than what we find for other ethnic groups. Why do you think that is, and what's going to change that in that community? Well, what's going to change that really is the education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the mottos uh, with, within Can Live is to really educate the base um, and make sure that our information is accurate and up-to-date and to ensure that we're able to facilitate uh, those individuals that have questions. We wanna, uh, we're, we've talked to several attorneys uh, throughout the, the state of Texas that want to join our effort and, and become educators themselves so that they can reach out to their base as well and to ensure that things are done legally per the rule of law. And that's how this is going to happen. It's going to be baby steps. This is not just one big, huge, giant leap that we're, we're jumping into legalization, full legalization of cannabis right mm-hmm. now. It's specific to one particular demographic, but we've got to start somewhere, and this is how it's going to happen. I think it is. John David Barrasco. With, Barrasco. I did my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John David Global and Can Live. Thank you for everything you're doing, especially in a tough, deep red state like Texas. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, thank you. CannabisRadio.com live coverage of the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo continues. We've got more live interviews coming up every 15 minutes, so stick around. We'll have more for you coming up soon. With a grin on my face And a great contact high I'll never smoke weed with again My party's all over before it began And you can pour me some old whiskey river, my friend I'll never smoke weed with Willie again In the fetal position With drool on our chin We broke down and smoked weed with Willie again. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us.
get low, oh, I get high. My man walked out, now you know that ain't right. Well, he'd better watch out if I meet him tonight. I said, when I get low, oh, I get high. All this hard luck in this town has found me. Nobody knows how trouble goes round and round me. Oh, I'm all alone with no one to pet me. But old rocking chair ain't never gonna get Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ Belville with CannabisRadio.com, and joining us here at the desk, we have got another guest. It's Jamie from TD Mints. Hi, Jamie. How you doing today? I'm doing great. So TD Mints, does this mean we're scoring touchdowns? Uh, I wish. I'm missing football. <laughs> Me too. All right. But uh, no, we're actually a confection company. We okay. make handcrafted edibles. I'm looking at your, your card here. We've got... Ganja goo, nugs, butterscotch, sticky lickies, and buds. Yeah, those are a different assortment of chews that we do. We sort uh, we have anywhere from uh, butterscotch caramels, like a traditional salted caramel, all the way to uh, taffies, different flavors, uh, which range from about 100 milligrams. But we are getting ready to drop a 150 milligram banana taffy. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so that's going to be a be a good one. Getting a lot of positive feedback on that. Has uh, getting into confections been something that was specific to getting into the marijuana industry, or had you always been making candies and such? Um, my boss, Stephen Walsh, he was actually a local community college teacher down in Flagstaff, and okay. uh, he's actually the one who founded the company. He's uh, he's more like the Walter White, and I'm kind of like the Jesse <laughs> Pinkman Jesse of Pink. the of the operation. <laughs> so he's a lot of the brains behind it. Uh, I'm really glad I ended up with this company when I wanted to get into the to the marijuana industry because uh, we're really trying to take this edible thing to a whole nother level. That's great. And I also see on the card something about the CBD company. What's going yes, on Yes, we there? also feature a CBD line of all of our product, okay. uh, chews, capsules, just like that. Uh, most of everything that we do offer is uh, candies. Uh, our chews are really popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just trying to do different than everybody else because... Uh, if you go around, check out a lot of these edible companies are just, uh, they take existing product, sure. turn it into, uh, uh, I turn it into a, an edible and call themselves a candy maker right. or, or a, you know, and that doesn't make you, a, that makes you a THC producer products, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we uh, handcraft everything. Uh, I like to point out uh, our taffy's pulled on a hook. So, I mean, if you walked into a candy shop. 50 years ago, we're doing the yeah, same techniques. Yeah, yeah, so it's fully infused product. We're not rolling, spraying, yeah. coating, anything like that. Okay. It's, it's. Do you infuse with, uh, I mean, with uh, already processed oils? Or how yeah, we have, a, we have a, a greenhouse on site. We're licensed through the medicine room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we use a BHO in our uh, candy. Okay. And like I said, we all uh, most of it's double dose, but we're getting ready to introduce a single dose sticky licky and a, a triple dose taffy. Just to kind of cater to more, you know, people who smoke a lot or uh, consume a lot of edibles tend to say that. Uh, and they don't work as good, but uh, yeah. we get a lot of positive feedback as to where our product is always on par. So right on. I like that, you know. It's nice to come out to the expo and know that we have fans out there, you know. It's Isn't that cool. fun? How did you get involved with this? What brought you to this company? Um, I, I've been, been talking with uh, the medicine room for quite some time and... Uh, uh, finally, I interviewed with Steven, actually, and uh, me and him got along real well, so he brought me on to the TD Mints company, and uh, 
right now we're kind of small and we're trying to operate as much as we can and move as much product as we can. But uh, like I said, I enjoy these other edible companies because they're just paving the way for us to to kill it even more. You know what I mean? I yeah. like it. I mean, as far as actual candy makers and there's not a lot out there, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, did, did you get involved with this? I mean, had cannabis always been a part of your life? Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I've, I've always been interested in it. I had a mother who passed away from uh, cancer when I was about 18, 19, and mm-hmm. uh, just the adversity she faced then, you know, I mean, scrutiny from doctors and people looking at her like she's Had doing, she been using cannabis? Yes. Okay. W- during her chemo, it was the only thing that would uh, help her get any kind of sleep. Or, and this was before medical was This legal? was before even Colorado or California yeah, was doing yeah. it. It's been a while, and... And just sometimes the doctors would look at her and talk to her like they were disgusted or disappointed in her. Like, how dare you come in here testing positive for marijuana? But, yeah. you know, tell you're sitting there. And, cancer. I mean. <laughs> exactly. You know, until you're sitting there watching your own mom, you know, cry, basically. You know, yeah. you, you can't you can't ever make an assumption of what you would do and what you wouldn't do, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and how far we've come since then now. Exactly. Now, I, I, if my mom was still alive and she's seen all this, she would, she would love it, you know, yeah. to be able to see that it's really benefiting people on a scale that the world's never, uh, United States has never seen before anyway, you know? Yeah, it sure is. And, uh, okay, so TD Mints, uh, give folks uh, contact info, websites, that kind of information. Cool. So, like I said, we're based out of Winslow. We're based out of the Medicine Room Dispensary. It's Winslow, Arizona, just like the Eagles standing mm-hmm. on the corner. Uh, you can contact us at uh, tdmints.com. Uh, we have all our information there. You can email us. If you have any questions, comments, uh, also about the CBD company. Uh, if you have any questions there, we can get you contact info. Uh, also, you can get us at facebook.com slash tdmints, and okay. uh, we'd be happy to answer any kind of questions. If you own a dispenser or anything, get your pricing guides, anything you need. Awesome. What's the TD stand for? Uh, it's Transcendental Mints. It's the company oh, okay. that my uh, my boss started. Now, we do offer a mint and a gum in our CBD product. Okay. So, yeah, it kind of fits the scheme. And like I said, there's not a lot of real candy makers out there, so we try to play on that as much as we can. Well, that sounds great. All right, well, check them out, TD Mints. You can find them at tdmints.com, thecbdcompany.com, and TD Mints on Facebook. Jamie, thanks for joining us on Canvas Radio. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, man. Good luck with everything. And stay tuned, folks. We'll have more interviews here from the... Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. Until then, we will get back to the music and we will talk to you soon. Rob, the concierge for better living. 
Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. everyone, and welcome to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ on CannabisRadio.com, streaming live all across the internet. And joining us here at the desk, we have Dwayne Halberg. He's the CEO of Saguaro LED Lights. And I never can pronounce that word properly, but yeah. Saguaro LED Lights. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me here, Russ. So uh, LED Lights, obviously lighting that we're talking about. And uh, tell folks a little bit about your product. Um, essentially, what we have here is what we call Grow Accelerator, and we have uh, two products in this line: the uh, basic for starter systems, and we have our professional system uh, for people that are more advanced and want more control over the LED light system that they have. Okay, so we have different uh, sizes and wattage, and different sizes, different wattage, and also um, ours is. Uh, uses a patented technology, patent-pending technology we have called J-Factor, which saves an additional 35% and more energy over a standard LED system. Oh, wow. So we're saving not even just compared to high-pressure sodium or something, but even compared to comparable LEDs. Absolutely. And we offer those systems in solar so that uh, people can go off the grid and really uh, work their system and, uh, you know, save the energy as much as possible. So, like, like solar pal- panels to gather energy for batteries to then power the LEDs? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. How very interesting that is. Uh, you know, the LED uh, market has been transformed. I mean, it's been so, so many rapid changes as people are looking to, you know, reduce their heat, their costs, uh, all of this. Uh, what sort of technological improvements uh, has uh, Saguaro uh, put forth that are going to be so helpful to people? Well, number one, by using the J-Factor, you save additional energy. And number two, um, we're using some scientific formulas where we're actually blinking the lights um, that help the plants um, relax and grow faster. Really? That's why we named it Grow Accelerator because uh, based on our master grower so far, he's seeing approximately three weeks of a grow cycle in one week. So... Is this a noticeable blinking I'm going to see, or is it real, real fast that like nobody's going to perceive? All of the above. Oh, really? Yes. How does that work? I mean, 
Um, essentially, uh, J-Factor, it's technology is intelligent. So we say it's an intelligent uh, management device. Okay. So we're doing a couple of different things. The main that you can see is there's an on time and an off time. Okay. In the pro system, you can vary that where for based on the part of the grow cycle that you're in. So you can customize your grow. Um, There's also other frequencies that are involved there that are part of our proprietary IP and our patent um, that also help with the grow cycle and are um, variable to let the plant see or not see what's going on. So how how many variables are we talking about? Can we control the different lighting spectrums, the wattage, the time? Not so much the lighting spectrums, but this is more to do with the way the light is using the energy and displaying to the plant. Okay. Very interesting. This sounds like some pretty high-tech stuff. Exactly. So We're high-tech guys. <laughs> yeah. Is this your background? Are you an engineer background? Or? Uh, I'm a process engineer. I've been in the semiconductor industry for 35 years. Okay. that There we go. I'm trying to figure out where's the tech angle on this. I know there's a tech angle. Uh, how did you find... Uh, how did you find this product? How did you get this product made? I imagine there's a lot of people in your team that made this happen. Um, actually, we're a small team, and we hand-make them everything oh, really? in okay. our shop. We can custom-make things for you. Um, my partner and I have been doing projects for the last 20 years in the semiconductor industry, so okay. we've done a lot of different things over the years. We started our company about six years ago, and uh, we were you know, really in the, the uh silicon industry uh making uh materials for silicon and we've just kind of migrated more into energy products Hmm. so that's where our interests are we actually uh had a project about a year and a half ago where we did biodiesel oh very good so i I find that to be a very interesting technology as well i mean we're finding so many technologies around the cannabis plant right uh we haven't even begun to scratch the surface with my background as a process engineer one of the ideas is a lot of what we do here the process techniques that we can work on to make things better we engineer in what the end result is so to engineer in the lowest cost to make your crop grow is our idea for building these products. Wow, that's fantastic. We're talking with Dwayne Hallberg. He's with Sahuaro LED Lights. And the uh, website is SahuaroLEDLights.com. And the spelling on that, it's like the Saguaro cactus, right? So exactly. S A G U A R O L E D Lights.com. You're going to find it that way. Right. Uh, anything else that our audience should know uh, about the lights or your company? Um, well, you know, right now we. Uh, Along with the two of us, uh, my partner is a material scientist. I have a background in process engineering. We have a master grower with 30 years of experience. Um, We just completed a white paper with my uh, son-in-law, who's a uh, biology major here at uh, ASU. So we're really looking at the whole thing so that we can bring a whole package to the growers. Wow, that's remarkable. And uh, what are the prices on some of these lights? I mean, we're talking about handmade, high-technology stuff. Um, The actual pro system with the uh, uh, solar is under $4,000. Okay. And and that's going to pay for itself pretty quickly, I'd imagine, with the energy savings and the production uh, that's available. And a lot of people, I think still have an old mindset when it comes to LED technology because the first few ones that came out, frankly, were pretty lame. Sure. Uh, How much has it improved, and and does this stack up against high-pressure sodium? 
Um, in the area of high-pressure sodium, when you look at a 1,000-watt light, in the light spectrum that we're putting out, that light puts out about 25 watts of light. So you have a thousand to put out twenty five. Oh, because the rest is wasted in in infrared, ultraviolet, and all these others. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So our light at our basic, which is fifty watts, seventy percent of that fifty watts is the colors that the plants grow best on. Okay. So a much more efficient use of the wattage that you're paying for. Exactly. Wow. So that also cools the system down. Your room is not running so hot. You can touch the LED at any time. And with our technology, uh, our master grower system basically ran without recharging the batteries for three days on two volts. Oh, wow. And this would be so great for people because I know uh, there's, you know, if you get a power failure, could mess up your crop. Absolutely. And this, you're not going to have, you got at least three days backup, I'd say. I'd exactly. Say. Wow, that's remarkable technology. I love it. Dwayne Hallberg, thanks for joining us here. SahuaroLEDLights.com. Check them out. Do you have a Facebook or any other contacts? Um, we have a Facebook from our parent company, which is uh, Saguaro Materials Research, because we really are a research company, and this is one of our spin-out products. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, Dwayne, for joining us here at Thank you very much. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. We'll go back to have more music, and remember, all these interviews are available on my SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash Radical Russ. We'll bring you more here from the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo when we return. Welcome back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. If you're listening to this tune and saying, yeah, that sounds like one of the Marley kids, it it certainly is, Ziggy Marley, but do you recognize the other voice? That's Woody Harrelson singing with Ziggy Marley on Wild and Free. Woody Harrelson, longtime hempster. 
Welcome back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. I'm Radical Russ here at the CannabisRadio.com desk. And joining me here, we have got Jen at the desk. And she is with Dr. Reefer, Arizona. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thank you. Dr. Reefer. Sounds like my Doc- kind of physician. Yeah, it's actually Dr. Referrals. Oh, Referrals. <laughs> yeah, they put in the wrong. That's all right. Dr. Was that, Reefer. Was that's that wrong on name. my card? Did I miss that? I'm so it's sorry. It's okay. Dr. Referrals. Yeah. That sounds yeah. much more professional. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my husband's Dr. Jordan, and he does the evaluations. Okay, so we're a referral clinic that we're talking about here. Yes, yeah. Okay. So uh, he uh, he actually is a pain specialist. Okay. And um, he saw the need for uh, introducing medical marijuana to a lot of his patients. Mm-hmm. And he's seen um, how it improves, you know, their health. And he's taken patients off of medication and all that and uh, relieve their pain. So we've seen over years these patients coming back and how amazing they've done. You know, children not having the seizures anymore, Mm -hmm. even kids that have other disorders, they're they're talking now and it's just been amazing. And um, to top it all off, the reason I got really involved in it, because my own brother got in a severe motorcycle accident and almost died Mm. and he has severe neuropathy and constant pain. And he was on a Fedalin patch, taking eight oxys a day. Mm. He was pretty much in a coma. I mean, yeah, we, zombie. We, yeah. We couldn't even go out to dinner as a family because he'd sit there and he'd literally fall asleep in his food. Oh. So my husband was like, why don't we try to get him on marijuana? I mean, let's see what goes on. You know, let's see how it works for him. Within months, he was off the Fedalin patch, and now he's down to four oxys a day, which sounds like a lot to normal people, but considering what he was on before, sure. it's really nothing. You know, I th- I, that's great you point that out, because uh, sometimes, you know, we talk about, oh, pharma drugs and the bad side effects, but, you know, there are purposes for these tools. Right. It's just we overuse them because we don't have the backup of the cannabis. Cr- yeah, very, yeah, very much so. And I think that's, um, I think even now, I think, you know, as he continues to use cannabis and learn more about different topicals and edibles, he might be able to find a strand where he can drop down even further. Because that's, that's, the, that's the thing with, you know, cannabis is you have to uh, find which, what, what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and my husband being a doctor, it's really hard for him to refer certain strands or certain uh, products because everybody reacts different on it. Everybody's body's different. And that's another big issue that we're seeing in Arizona and possibly other states is about the testing. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to these dispensaries and they say that, oh, you know, this edible has 300 milligrams and, you know, you have half of it. Well, the next time you go back and get another edible for 300 milligrams, you have half of that and you get a totally different effect. Right. And so what we've done is we've actually gone into different dispensaries, bought products, had them tested privately, and what they're saying is completely wrong. Wow. So we need some kind of regular, you know, something to regulate what you put on the label to make it true, and some kind of testing facility that um, can do this. It's, mm. it's a it's a huge problem for people that truly use it for medical uses. Yeah, and as it is, I mean, cannabis already has so much of a trial and error aspect to it. Like you said, finding the different strains, finding out what works for you. Why add more variable to that right. with not knowing what you're getting in the first place? Yeah, yeah. We, it was such an issue, especially with a lot of the elderly clients that my husband has, that we, I personally actually started an edible company. It's called Baked Edibles. And um, each brownie has 100 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And we've tested. We test the um, medication. We test the oil. And we test the brownie. Every mm-hmm. batch we make. So we know for sure it's 100% saturated. 
and what we say is true. And so what we do is when we tell the patients about them, you know, you take a quarter of it, see how you feel. You know, if you need more, then take another quarter of it. So you find your dosing appropriately. And through that, they know that every time they take a quarter of it, that's 25 milligrams. Yes. And so then they l- learn how to dose themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's a huge problem, and um, it doesn't seem like anybody's on board to, you know, fix this issue. Yeah. But... Um, so if anybody's listening out there that <laughs> yeah, it needs to happen, I mean, we're getting some of this movement in Colorado, in Oregon, Washington, some of these states that have had long established medical programs and now working toward recreational programs. Uh, so Arizona's lacking in this regard. Uh, extremely, yeah. extremely. And, so. and I, I imagine, I mean, Bill Montgomery tried to shut this, this place down. It's right. got to be a lot of those people. Yeah, I've met with a lot of people within our government, in our government in the state of Arizona. And, you know, when you're face to face with them, they're, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm for, you know, I'm for it for medical reasons. You know, they, they straight out say they're not for it for recreational. Sure. But even doing a medical for medical reasons, they still need to really improve the way they're doing things. You know, yeah. especially if it's truly going to be medical based, you yeah. need to really get this stuff tested and you need to go to pl- people that really know what they're doing and dealing with. So. Yeah. Um, and it, but until the you know our legislature is on board, it's it's going to be a problem. You know, uh, Jen, when we talk about your company here, Doctor Referrals Arizona, and we think about the people who are opposed to medical cannabis, one of the things they'll say is, "Aha, uh-huh, pain. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a backache. I need to get my reefers. Yeah. So, what's that stigma like? Trying to overcome that? Well, the thing is, I actually am a hairdresser by trade. That's what I do for a living, okay. and my clientele is pretty high end. I have a lot of CEOs and lawyers and doctors, yeah. um, uh, you know, as my clients. And when we got into this business, I was really scared to tell them about it because I was worried that they're going to judge me or think, "Oh my gosh, you're a drug addict." And I was actually surprised how many people were on board for it and how many people are patients themselves that don't talk about it. Mm. And the one, the very few that, uh, you know, had negative things to say about it, once I told them about my brother's story, they were amazed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've shared with them some of um, my husband's patient stories about, you know, these kids that literally were uh, nonverbal mm-hmm. and three months later coming back to see him and they're, they're speaking now. And yeah. so it, when you tell somebody that story, I, I don't know how anybody could be against medical marijuana. Yeah. And if they still are, I would literally bring that patient to them <laughs> and say, you need to meet this individual. Yeah. And it comes down to human rights. I have a right to do what I feel is right for myself and my child and nobody nobody has a right to tell me otherwise very well put Jen we appreciate that Dr. Referrals Arizona what is the website if people want to know more Uh, you know what I think it's drreferrals.com it's in Tempe Arizona yeah Dr. Referrals let me see if I can find the uh, card here Dr. Referrals AZ there we are let's see we've got um, Dr. Referrals okay yeah, Dr. Referrals, A-L-Z. So check that out uh, on um, online. Just go to Google. Uh, Dr. R-E-E-F-E-R-A-L-Z. So yep. refer Al's. Yep. A-L-Z. Yep. <laughs> okay. And now we've got it figured yeah. out. And Dr. Jordan Copsio. He's Very the, good. He's the doctor there. All right. So any estimates on how many patients you've helped, uh, your husband's helped over this time get uh, cannabis uh, referrals? Oh, um, thousands. Thousands. Wow. Literally thousands. Now, one of the things that also comes along is governments and, and naysayers saying, aha, doc in a box. 
just writing out scripts to make money, just trying to make a buck. Yeah. You had to deal with that too? Oh yeah, everybody's, you know, a lot of people say, how many, how can you see that many patients and how, how can that many patients need medication? Yeah. But the thing is they do a full, this is a, a medical office. He's a real doctor. He has a doctor, you know, a medical degree. They do a full examination. A lot of people have actual x-rays from other, off, you know, from other doctors. A lot of these people have been in pain for many, many years, you know, have scars and, and, uh, you know, and he, and there are a handful of people that do come in there and they just you know, want it for recreational use. And unfortunately, they, they don't get their card, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But the majority of people really do have issues. Yeah. And the one good thing about Arizona last year, they did open the list to other things such as PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, which is, uh, you know, a huge problem all over the country, but in Arizona as well. Sure. So, um, and no one can tell another person what their pain is you know right. I can sit here and say oh I have neck pain I have this pain and you don't have to believe me because you're not living my life you don't really know the pain that I'm actually in yeah but yeah there are people and, and you know I mean a kid that comes in at 20 years old and has no x-rays and has never been in a car accident has nothing and he's like oh I'm in pain really yeah, yeah. so you, you do you I mean you have to stay true you you want to stay legal obviously sure. and, and so you do the right thing but at the end of the day there are a lot of people that need this yeah and of course there's also uh, I think a lot of people don't recognize that there's a lot of pressure on doctors who work for clinics or hospitals or anything that has any federal thing going on with it where they can't recommend you. They might want to, but they yeah. can't. I have a handful of clients that uh, work for the government and they would love to use cannabis instead of using their pain pills that they take every single day, but unfortunately they can't. Mm-hmm. And that's really sad. Yeah, that's, that's even worse. Wow. You know, that these people have to live in pain. And they they're govern they work for us basically, yeah. you know. I mean, at that point, I'd quit my job and you know yeah. go do something else. And I yeah. tell the government to shove it, but <laughs> that's my opinion. Well, we're speaking here with uh, Jane uh, Jen, excuse me, from uh, Doctor Referrals. It's R E E F E R A L Z. Just look that up on Google. You'll find them here in Tempe, Arizona. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and. Uh, Find out how to get your medical marijuana referral from Dr. Referrals. Get legal. Get legal. Thanks, Jen, for joining us here on CanvasRadio.com. And uh, good luck with everything. We'll return to more interviews right after this, and uh, we'll have some music for you in between. So stay tuned. Our CanvasRadio.com live coverage of the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. Thank you very much. To save your face Demonizing nature Our saving grace We got to put to good use What the Lord has gave The fruits of the tree The The herbs herbs of the field Fire burns for free. 
And the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. My lazy boy just watching my TV There's something that the newsman can't explain to me Maybe I'm just paranoid as I set my reaper down If there's a war on drugs going on How come they're all around? But we're winning the war on drugs We're winning the war on drugs Praise the Lord and pass the ball We're winning the war on drugs Throw them in your backyard to score them off the thugs. Put your hands against the car, we're winning the war on drugs. Tony scored 10 kilos from a pair of shiny black shoes. With an eagle in his haircut and an earphone on his tongue. After he got busted, he couldn't make no bail. Cause we're making money off the stand. And money off the jail But we're winning the war on drugs We're winning the war on drugs Grace Lord and pass them all We're winning the war on drugs You can throw them in your basement Score them off the drugs Put your hands against the car We're winning the war on About Bill Hicks and the laughter he creates About burning all your records Cause the artists were all baked On this earth there's flowers, fungus, herbs, and weeds to take If those things are legal Then God made a mistake But we're winning the war on drugs We're winning the war on drugs Praise the Lord we're winning the war on drugs You can throw them in your closet Or score them off the thugs Put your hands against the heart. We're winning the war on drugs Yeah, we're winning the war on drugs We're winning the war on drugs Praise the Lord and pass the ball We're winning the war on drugs You can throw them in your backyard Or score them off the thugs Put your hands against the heart. We're winning the war on drugs Put your hands against the heart. 
growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. What would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends I get high with a little help from my friends Gonna try with a little help from my
from high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. Welcome back, everybody, to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with your live coverage on CannabisRadio.com. And joining us at the desk here up front of the uh, Phoenix Convention Center, we have Ricky from Sublime, Arizona. Sublime Brands Arizona, yes. Today is my brand launch. Oh, very good. Let me have you point that right okay. there. There Hi. you go. <laughs> Catch your voice there. So uh, so your brand launches today. This is your it first does. event. It is, and I'm very excited. We've had a great turnout at our booth. Yeah, so tell us about Sublime Arizona. Uh, Sublime is going to be a top-shelf medical brand. We do everything from flour, concentrates, oils, and topicals. Um, right now, I work out of the Leaf Life Cultivation in downtown Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Um, our Leaf Life dispensary right now carries all of my products. That is located in Casa Grande. And um, within the next couple months, I'm going to have a full line of top shelf medical products available throughout Phoenix and hopefully Arizona by the end of next year. Wow. So you just ride on the launching pad and taking yes, off right I now. I am, yeah. That's amazing. What uh, motivated you to get involved in this space? Well, actually, my father, R.D. Hendrickson, right here in front of us, is one of the owners of uh, the Leaf Life Cultivation. Okay. And uh, he has found the healing powers of of cannabis. He had cancer and has survived and um, brought me into the business. I was a marketing and advertising major at Boston University. The last couple years, I was making advertisements for Barbie at Mattel. Oh, okay. And uh, after putting pink on so many things, I thought (laughs) I'd switch it up and put green on a lot of things. I like that attitude. (laughs) Sublime Arizona, just getting started here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. And you mentioned your your father uh, kind of bringing you into this so family business yeah it sounds to me it's like cannabis has been a part of your life since birth it has actually um i was lucky enough to discover that my dad smokes cannabis at a young age and he uh introduced me to it when i was old enough to be prepared was that was that an on purpose or was that a oops what's she doing in here yeah no (laughs) (laughs) i think maybe it was i accidentally found his stash Uh and thought oh hey pop maybe you'll uh share that with me one of these days kick down pop Uh exactly (laughs) Well, it sounds like you got a very uh, uh, open understanding of that and a very friendly family. Uh huh. It's great. My brother is our extraction artist, so he makes all of our concentrates. And um, my dad also works in our lab, and uh, we're putting a kitchen together. My dad makes amazing edibles, Mm. uh, and right now they're just at home, but we hope to be able to share that with the rest of Arizona here in the next couple months. That'll be great. What's been uh, the toughest thing about getting started for you? Um, Well, moving to Arizona, I was living in San Diego and working in Malibu, and it's a little bit hard. I moved here right in the middle of the summer, but... Exactly. But now it's cool and lovely out, so I think I am learning to love Arizona. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, We're speaking with uh, Ricky from Sublime Arizona. Do you have a website and all that yet? We do. It's going to be sublimeaz.com. I also have an Instagram that's Sublime Brands. You will also find that on Facebook and Twitter and Mass Roots. 
All right. So getting launched here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. Uh, What's this been like, uh, the experience for you trying to get this done? You're probably not getting a lot of sleep. No, not at all. Um, I actually just started here three months ago, and my first day hit the ground running trying to get everything prepared for this conference because um, we we will launch today. Yeah. So uh, it's been a busy three months working with uh, great people in the industry, Stephanie Jolly at Botana Pack has given me so much help in getting ready for this. Um, Bloom Dispensary is a great one of our buddies, and they give us a lot of information and help us out. And I just love that everyone in the cannabis industry is so open to helping everyone, and it's more like a partnership. We don't have, there's no competition between the dispensaries here, which I love. Everyone works together. We share our products. I wholesale to everyone, and uh, it's just been a great experience. I really love this industry. So do you plan to expand beyond Arizona at some point? Oh, of course. As soon as there's that federal law that gets passed, I have my fingers crossed sooner than later. Mm -hmm. I have a brand ready that's uh, ready to go national. That's wonderful. Uh, So among your your friends, I mean, obviously your family is very accepting of this. Was Mm -hmm. uh, your your friends, your your lifestyle, the people you were around? Oh, yes, of course. Very supportive? I'm I'm a millennial. I think most millennials are open to the idea of cannabis as a recreational product and not a classified drug. So we're all working together to get this uh, regulated like alcohol, even though it's much safer. Yeah, yeah. I, I often say treat marijuana like alcohol is an insult to marijuana. Exactly. Uh, but, it is. No, I, I feel the same way. we have to start way. somewhere. We have to start somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Ricky, this is amazing. Uh, it's, it's always exciting to meet new young entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs that are getting Thank involved you. in this space because while the millennials, like you say, are largely supportive of this, like polls are like 70, 75% mm-hmm. legalization Not very many support. people get involved. Right. Not many get involved. And there's lesser support among women. Uh, even millennial women, it's a smaller uh, uh, percentage. So to have a, a strong entrepreneur like yourself coming out and b- presenting this face of new young female entrepreneurship, I think that's a great thing. Thanks oh, for thank doing it. Thank you so much. Is there any other, uh, you got Facebook or any contact stuff you want to get out to people? Yeah, uh, so you can find us on almost every social media platform out there, Sublime AZ or Sublime Brands. We're on Instagram, MassRoots, Facebook, and Twitter. That's great. Thanks so much, Ricky, for being here. And, Thank you. Uh, it was very involved. nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too. Let's head back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference. We'll have more interviews coming up every 15 minutes here on CannabisRadio.com's live coverage of SWCC Expo. Ahí bajitas la 
las tenazas Yo sembraba marihuana No me rajo, fue muy cierto Yo nunca me las quemaba Yo se la vendía a los cueros Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never before heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. You get me too high I overanalyze If you've ever been too high Then you can sympathize You get me too, too high And I start to fly If I said some silly thing Then that's the reason why Shiva, my sativa You get me too high Hey, Shiva Get me too high. 
Funny how the sky and each cloud and every moment seem to drift right by. You get me too, too high. I've never been this shy, but I swear I love you, baby, till the day I die. Shiva, my sativa. You get me too high. Get me too high. Hey, Shiva. Welcome back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. We are here at the convention center in Phoenix with the CannabisRadio.com desk. And joining us here, we've got Andrew from Purple Haze. And is there more to that? Just Purple Haze? or Purple Haze Properties. Purple Haze Properties. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Good to have you here. Uh, so what is Purple Haze Properties uh, doing for us here at the show? So Purple Haze Properties is a company that has the intellectual property rights to the greatest guitarist in rock and roll history, oh. Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Here for a second, I'm thinking it's like realty or something, but no, we're talking no, no. Full the on, man. Uh, the <laughs> man, Mr. Mr. Hendrix. And what we did is we announced in May at the Cannabis Conference the Jimi Hendrix Cannabis Collection. And it's a three divisions of Jimmy's Genetics, Jimmy's Edibles, and Jimmy's Meds that are licensed out to areas all over the world. Wow. So this is, I assume, with the, the blessing of the Hendrix estate and everything. Well, no. The estate is a different group. Different group. Different group. Okay. But our company has Jimi Hendrix's brother, his, okay. se- his seven kids, and their kids and cousins are all part of Purple Haze Properties. Okay. So a very family The actual blood, something. the blood family. Yeah. There we go. Is the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Sometimes these things, especially with, you know, legends like that, they devolve into all these uh, legal bickerings. So yeah, we, we, we've definitely been through legal bickerings. The battle between uh, Jimi Hendrix's intellectual property rights has been throughout the years, the second largest court battle in rock and roll history, aside from the Beatles over $50 million has been spent over the years between the groups fighting over the rights over Jimi Hendrix. Wow. So we're not talking just the music. Of we Hendrix. don't have anything to do with the music. That is the estate. And okay. the estate is made up of Jimmy's adopted stepsister who took over the estate. If you go on purplehazeproperties.com on our actual website, if you go to the licensing section, we stream a really good video that Discovery Channel did called The Will. And it talks about the whole entire feud and everything that went happened with uh, Jimi Hendrix's personality rights when he passed away. Okay. So what properties are you controlling for Jimmy's? Well, essentially, legacy? it's his name, likeness, and image. And okay. we fairly compete throughout the marketplace. But we're the only company in this space. 
it's not something that the estate wants to participate. So actually, we're the only ones that are in this cannabis space okay. that are making the mark in it. We've done a few deals already. Forbes magazine wrote about us. We're on the cover of the Los Angeles Business Journal just about two weeks ago. And we've been having a lot of really great, interesting press that's been going on. Um, we also are very blessed in the fact that me and Jimi Hendrix's brother got to take a very amazing trip to India uh, last year and we went to go see the owner and creator of Hard Rock and House of Blues. Okay. And during that wonderful journey, it was unveiled to us the vision of coming out with a brand new franchise with that owner and uh, we're going to be opening up Purple Haze Lounges worldwide uh-huh. and you're going to see the very first Purple Haze Lounge breaking ground in Los Angeles, California sometime next year. We're also looking at Denver, Colorado, Portland, Oregon, Las Vegas, if it passes in, uh, in 2016 mm-hmm. yeah. for vote. And uh, we're also looking at Jamaica, Vancouver, and other places around the world. Well, I'll be there at your Portland opening. That's where I'm from, Portland, oh, Oregon. Nice. We'd Perfect. love to have Purple Haze yeah, Lounge there. Uh, is the idea now um, that these will eventually be uh, cannabis-friendly lounges? They are going to be cannabis-friendly, okay. yeah. You're talking about uh, two restaurants, concert arena, socially themed rooms and you will be able to smoke your cannabis in certain areas depending on what state is and what the permits and laws are permitting um, there'll be more access to different areas so really just depending on the state you'll see how how much you can consume in the different areas you know once we actually start building the clubs what about the people out there that call their different strains purple haze is there any okay. connection well, to okay. that or? so no not really i mean <laughs> okay. you got to understand that one when jimmy did talk about it the interesting about the actual song purple haze yeah um i don't know if anybody actually knows but there's a lot of documentaries that talk about how he felt about the different songs but his brother relayed to us and was written in his book he wrote a book jimmy hendrix a brother's story um he said that jimmy was imagining what it was like to walk at the bottom of the ocean and look up at the top of the sea and watch the haze of the purple haze of the light that came through from the top obviously from the sun, mm-hmm. breaking through the ocean. And if you looked underneath, it was the rays that kind of spawned from that. And okay. that was his uh, essence, one of the reasons why he created that song, Purple Haze. Interesting. Now, uh, Andrew here with Purple Haze Properties, uh, how did you get involved with this? I mean, that's pretty amazing. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty long, in-depth story and a battle that I've had to, uh, to, to fight, you know, on behalf of the family. I mean, did you uh, know the federal- family personally? And- yeah, no, no. I yeah. take care of Jimi Hendrix's yeah. brother, his seven okay. kids and family. They're all part of our company for over a decade. Okay. And we had to fight long, fought litigation against the estate against Jimmy's adopted stepsister Hmm. and uh, we won preliminary rights in 2009 and then won a federal court decision in 2011 which gave us the right to fairly compete in Jimmy's name likeness and image worldwide Wow, that's interesting how this all breaks down uh, with such a legendary rock icon like Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Purple Haze Properties, uh, look forward to the Purple Haze Lounges. That's going to be quite amazing. Are there uh, websites and other contact you'd like to get Yeah, out? anybody who's interested, go to purplehazeproperties.com. It's a really extensive, great site that gives a lot of information. And then check us out on Facebook. Purple Haze Properties on Facebook. We started our Facebook page four months ago and already have 45,000 likes Mm. and are averaging about 3,000 likes a week. So we know that the uh, prevalent news that we put about the cannabis lifestyle on our page is something that, uh, you know, the viewers and, uh, and Facebook users are very interested in. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew, for 
you know, taking care of the family and the legacy like this. It's a shame that it has to get into all that $50 million worth of league. How much? <laughs> About could, 40, could yeah, 40 to $50 million after all the years. Yeah, you would think that maybe it would have been given to the family and things yeah. like that but it was uh, it was more a battle throughout the years of spite more than anything else yeah what a shame but at least now we've got you taking care of these intellectual properties and and moving them forward into this cannabis space which i think is such a natural fit yeah totally jimmy has two billion fans worldwide so i think they're going to look forward to all the wonderful things that are going to come out yeah i am too thank you so much andrew for being thank here you, man good Pleasure. luck with the uh, purple haze properties thank you. i'm radical russ with cannabisradio.com's live coverage of the southwest cannabis conference here in phoenix arizona we'll be back with more interviews in just a few minutes in the meantime enjoy the music Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Is this thing on? Word. <laughs> so what we get drunk? So what we smoke weed? We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. Oh, so what we go out? Hey, we get a lighter. That's how it's supposed to be. Cause you know I'm high as fuck. Young and wild. Keep that in there. Free. Keep them rolled up, sagging my pants, not caring what I show. Keep it real with my niggas, keep it playing for these hoes. It look clean, don't it? Watched it the other day, watch how you lean on it. Eat me some 501 jeans on it, roll joints bigger than King Kong's fingers. And smoke them hoes down to they stingers. You a class clown, and if I skip for the damn with your bitch smoking gray. You know what? It's like I'm 17 again, peach fuzz on my face. Looking on the case, trying to find a hella taste. Oh my God, I'm on the chase. Chevy, it's getting kind of heavy. Relevant selling it. Dipping away, time keeps slipping away. Zipping the safe, flipping for pay. Tipping like I'm dripping in paint. Up front, four points like a leaf. I put the wheat in so the chain. We hey. get drunk, so what? We smoke weed. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We go out. That's how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild and free. Care. Cause if me and my team in here, it's gonna be some weed in the air. Tell them, Mac. Blowing everywhere we going, and now you know when I step right up. Get my lighter so I can light up. That's how it should be done. Soon as you think and you're down, find how to turn things around. Now things are looking up. From the ground up, pound up this Taylor gang. So turn my sound up and mount up and do my thing. Uh. 
Now I'm chilling, fresh out of class, feeling like I'm on my own and I could probably own the building. Got my own car, no job, no children. Had a size project, me and Matt killed it. THC, MAC, DEV, HD3, hi, it's me. This is us. We gon' fuss and we gon' fight and we gon' roll and live all the way. So while we get drunk, so while we smoke weed, we're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So while we go out, that's how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild and free. Yeah, roll one, smoke one. When you live like this, you're supposed to party. Roll one, smoke one, and we all just having fun. So we just roll one, smoke one. When you live like this, you're supposed to party. Roll one, smoke one, and we all just having fun. So hard we get drunk, so hard we smoke yeah. weed. We're just having fun, and we don't care who sees. So hard we go out. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Thoughts. Can't imagine you touching 
Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh, my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. 
Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer, Dr. Dina, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here at the Convention Center in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com and our continuing live coverage. We've got another guest joining us at the desk, Andrew from Spray and Relief. Andrew, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me here. Spray and Relief sounds like a topical product. Is that my correct? It is. It's a revolutionary topical pain relieving spray that we formulated to help people, you know, every day utilize the all the healing herbs of of the cannabis plant along with all their natural ingredients that we've infused into this that have a true synergistic effect 
All right. So uh, available here in Arizona at the local dispensaries, I presume? Yes, sir. We're actually going to be coming out with a CBD THC line that's going to be available in dispensaries in December. Right now we're available with the CBD line. Okay. Fantastic. And you mentioned other natural uh, synergistic products. What sort of things are in the spray and relief? Well, we formulated a proprietary herbal blend that utilizes uh, ancient herbs that have been used for thousands of years for its anti-inflammatory healing and pain relieving um, effects. So we've got uh, buggleweed, we've got frankincense, myrrh, clove, camphor, licorice root, um, along with cannabinoids. Right on. Buggleweed, really? Buggleweed, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, that sounds like a, an old 1930s term for marijuana. <laughs> it, it does, doesn't it? It kind of looks kind of funny, too. Yeah? Yeah, it's 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 kind of like a cone-shaped uh, ingredient that we utilize. Well, that's interesting. So uh, you uh, do you just... Uh, purchase these herbs? Do you cultivate these herbs yourself? I mean, how does this all get put together? Uh, we purchase the herbs, and we okay. actually put in a proprietary blend of different uh, uh, different. Um, uh, formulations that we have, and okay. we've, we've got it all natural. It doesn't have any cannabinoids in it at all. Uh, just to show people the, the healing properties of the cannabis plant, so we do something called a spray test. You spray one all natural on one side and the CBD on the other, mm-hmm. and you can actually feel the different effects of it. Wow. So I imagine you're getting a lot of uh, response from people out there that are using your product, and I, I imagine for a lot of people, this is a lot easier for them to accept than the joint or the cookie or the brownie or whatever. Exactly. We really believe that our product is going to be you know, great for the cannabis industry to really prove to people the healing properties of the plant. We're really focusing in on the, the, the healing side of, of the cannabis industry rather than the psychoactive side. Uh, we're showing people with just one spray you know, exactly how much it can actually affect your life and, and the healing side of things. What brought you into wanting to make this product? Well, I actually use it, utilize it myself. I was uh, a big drafter in the commercial architecture industry, and okay. being on the computer for so long, I actually developed a carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> right, yeah. So we've, we've formulated a salve, and, and that kind of brought me into utilizing a spray that we've actually formulated. Both of them in conjunction really work well, and when you combine that with the internal side of medicine, the one-two punch, external, internal, you can really take away that pain instantaneously. Fantastic. We're speaking with Andrew from Spray and Relief, or Spray Relief. It's yeah. an N in there. Spray and Relief. That's right. Is that the website as well? Yes. www.spray-n-relief. Okay. So you're just putting dashes in between like rock and roll. That's spray right. Spray and Relief. Put spray a dash and Relief. In. Yeah. It's kind of catchy. Yeah. So I see the one that you got here, uh, Medicinal CBD. Uh, do you have different ratios and levels of that in your product? Definitely. Well, we, we utilize in our medicinal CBD 50 milligrams of, of CBD, and then we're coming out with uh, 50 milligrams of CBD and 50 milligrams of THC in our, in our extra strength THC formulation. So like a one-to-one That's right. kind of situation. Definitely. Okay, and uh, these are all topical products that we're talking about. Are they, And they're all just sprays? They're all just sprays, okay. yeah. We found that uh, that's the best kind of way to actually – we utilize an alcohol carrier, so it actually gets through the skin a lot easier than – using something that's an oil or, oh, okay. or beeswax based and it evaporates so it doesn't have any oily residue or anything like that it's got a nice cooling effect once it evaporates on your skin and just leaves you feeling really really well and comfortable does a does a person using this have to worry about smelling like weed no definitely not definitely not all the herbal ingredients there really has a, a really 
floral kind of sense to your nose. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, that's good news for uh, the people that might want to be using this, but not let the whole world know. Exactly. That, that exactly. This. Uh, how long has has your company been uh, making this? We've been working on the formula for the last couple of years. We just debuted our product here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference, and really excited to bring that kind of niche of the topicals to people and really educate them on how well they actually work. Mm, that's good news. And uh, so you're based here in Arizona? That's correct. We're and, out of Tempe. And uh, it plans to expand to other states by any chance? Definitely. That's that's definitely in our future. After this show, it's been very, very successful, and we're going to definitely expand our products into uh, nationwide and hopefully worldwide here very, very soon. What sort of – has there been any um, – Regulatory or you know uh, economic roadblocks in your way in trying to put this together. Definitely, when you when you're taking something like this, you've got to take into account a lot of different things. But we utilize this, and it's a it's a, a vitamin supplement okay. that we've actually utilized, and and so it makes it very available for people out there. And that's why we're utilizing the medicinal CBD right now. We're really focusing in on that because that's available for everybody. Everybody right. can utilize that. We have a. Two, is this a two ounce? Yeah, yeah two, two ounce, ounce bottle here of spray and relief. I mean, it's going to look like anything that you'd have in a in a in a medicine cabinet or an herb That's cabinet, right. tincture cabinet. Uh, green label, a little uh, uh, leaf there to let you know what it is. Uh, so, if someone wanted to get one of these, what's the cost on a two ounce bottle? Well, a two ounce bottle of medicinal CBD retails at twenty six ninety nine. Okay. We also have our all natural that it doesn't have any cannabinoids in that at seventeen ninety nine. And coming to a dispensary near you, around about $35, depending on each okay. state. How many sprays do I get out of a two-ounce bottle? It'll usually last you a couple of months, depending on how, how often that you utilize it. Yeah. But you actually get a you know, pretty pretty good amount, probably 1000 something yeah. like that. Even yeah. if you're using twice that much, folks, you know, 27 bucks for uh, a month's worth of relief. That's, that's a right. buck a day or less. That's right. That's right. Hey, you can't beat that. Spray and relief. Spray dash and dash relief. Yes. .com. yes. <laughs> Letter N. Uh, you can find them. You have like uh, Facebook, Twitter and all that. That's too? right. Yeah. Visit us online, social media. We're definitely going to be focusing on that, educating the public and really getting people to, to notice and utilize the topical way of uh, ingesting the, the different healing herbs. Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, congratulations on launching your brand today. Thank and you. And Spray and Relief. I wish you all the best of luck, and especially because I think this topical side of uh, medical cannabis uh, opens up a lot of people's minds and hearts to it that wouldn't open up otherwise. So That's thanks right. for doing that. I appreciate that. Yeah, just one spray really proved to people, you know, the healing side of the cannabis plant along with other natural herbs and ingredients. And you don't have to take those pharmaceuticals anymore, you know, and this yeah. is something that you can utilize and not, not have to hurt any of your internal organs or anything like that. Cool. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Andrew, for Thank joining you. us here on CannabisRadio.com's live coverage of the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll return you to the music and more interviews coming up every 15 minutes here on our live coverage on CannabisRadio.com.
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. I'm Radical Russ here with CannabisRadio.com's live coverage of the Expo. And joining me at the desk, we have Nurse Julesy. Hi, Nurse. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? Doing very well, thank you. And, of course, nurses, so important in this cannabis movement. Uh, You you guys have always been on the forefront of this and helping out patients and recognizing their needs before the doctors do. Absolutely. We are the voice of the patients. We always have been and we always will be. So, Of course. And so you're here and we've got a promotional here for Cannabis Nurses Magazine. The website is CannabisNursesMagazine.com. We've got a copy of the magazine. Our own uh, Nurse Heather from CannabisRadio.com on the cover. Yes, this is our very, very first edition that we actually came out on October 1st, uh, 2015 that we launched in Las Vegas, Nevada. We had all the national nurses who've been a part of this organization come out and Nurse Heather, actually, we choose a nurse every issue to sponsor who is actually moving and shaking out there in this world. What's going on? I mean, stepping out of the green closet is very difficult for some of us who have um, boards and licenses oh, to yeah. protect. So. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of yes. Uh, yes. attempts to squelch this information from the mainstream medical community that seems uh, threatened, maybe, by cannabis, you think? Um, I, I do. Well, I don't think it's... Yes, that is pretty much threatening to them because when the populace and the people actually do f- discover, and like I myself, I was a Just Say No Nancy Reagan era. Uh-huh. I was brainwashed. And yes, when yes. I discovered in January 2010 that there was something called cannabis and it actually did these wonderful things, it was like opening Pandora's box and you couldn't put me back in. Uh-huh. So through freedom of speech and um, our First Amendment rights and that we do information an education base that's all I do now I pulled myself out of direct patient care to get the information out to the people so you you I'm a child of the 80s I remember I remember (laughs) Nancy Reagan on different strokes right oh my gosh I was like oh my gosh it's a schedule one you can't uh touch it you know I was very I was born and raised in Southern California, so very conservative and, you know, had to... OC? Orange County? Orange County, uh, yeah. I figure. <laughs> before it was Orange County, before it was OC. That's so right, right. I sometimes don't tell people where I'm from, because <laughs> I broke out of that box, too. Sure. Um, but there's a world out there, and uh, cannabis, when I discovered it and, uh, and I learned and uh, knew everything that was coming forth and what was really happening in our medical system... Uh, how it's all about the almighty dollar. It's yeah. not about the patients and humanity and saving human beings. It's more of how much can we, how many can we cut back to make a profit this quarter? Yeah. And that was a reality for me after working many years in hospitals and really seeing what can I do as a medical professional to get the word out there the most. And that's where I now do cannabis education. So That's awesome. And guess what? So I got hooked up with American Cannabis Nurses Association. I met Heather Manis. Gosh, uh, it's been almost two and a half years, and it's been phenomenal. She's mm-hmm. a wonderful mentor and colleague of mine. And we decided, I said, you know what? We need a platform as nurses and professionals. Let's step it up a notch. Let's talk about what's really going on. We have something called the endocannabinoid system, the ECS. And I'm like, what? We have a what? And when I discovered it, I was like, ding, ding. 
thing that makes sense, right, you know? Right. We only knew 20% of what really goes on in our brains. Well, guess what? This wonderful system that's in our brains works with every single other circulatory system yeah. and, and every Endocrines. system. Everything, everything, everything. So it's a win-win, uh, and that's what we do. So we have this wonderful platform written by, the articles are written by nurses uh, across the nation, and we're going to have some international nurses coming up. Um, and we have physicians, scientists that actually contribute to uh, our writers also. And I just want to say thank you to everyone. You know, I mean, it's, anyone can actually pick this magazine up and read it from a, any society in life, wherever yeah. you are. Right. I don't care if you're a recreational user. I don't care if you're a professional. You are going to learn something from this platform. And that's where we give out the information because you can go online digitally to CannabisNursesMagazine.com uh, to get a free digital copies. Or you can actually uh, have subscriptions sent to your house. All right. And we only launched this, what, October 1st? And now we have requests from Canada and Australia. So... You know, I knew we were going to be going to those places, but it's moving quickly. So thank you so much for being able to share this information Oh, well, there's such a desire for this information. We're speaking here with uh, Nurse Julesy. Uh, her website is asknursejulesy.com. That's J-U-H-L-Z-I-E. So asknursejulesy.com. She'll get in t- contact with you. You know, if you've got questions, nurses are the ones to ask them uh, of uh, these nurses who are specifically trained in cannabis and cannabis therapies. Uh, some of the contributors here in Cannabis Nurses Magazine include Nurse Heather Manis, Nurse Leslie Rays, Nurse Marcy Cooper, Nurse Lisa Buchanan. At the bottom of this list, and by no means the end of the list, but uh, Nurse Mary Lynn Mathry. And I just, I just saw Mary Lynn last weekend well, yeah. in Virginia, and her husband, Al Byrne, uh, corrected me when I made a point. And, and one of my points was I said, only 14% uh, or 13% of doctors get any education in the endocannabinoid system. And he said, no, 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 no. Only 13% of the medical schools even mention Correct. it. And usually in that mention, it's maybe a paragraph. Yeah. And it's marijuana, schedule one, stay away. You yeah. Know? It has if- no medicinal value at all. And I'm more like, what? And uh, Dr. David Allen out of California, I think, did a study that went across the nation to yeah. find out how many actual people actually had that in their curriculum and the percentages were staggeringly low yeah no one even oh we can't even talk about this yeah but i do i was talking to a nurse here this conference who actually came up to me and said no no jules we actually do have cannabis in our nursing curriculum now oh good so i'm going to find out who these contributors are i'm going to get the word out there because i know through acna american cannabis nurses association you can go to our conferences and patients at a time and earn ceus continuing mm-hmm. education units we're really trying to legitimize this and make this a specialty of nursing yes just like holistic medicine or you know if if orthopedics or pain management this is another uh, specialty of nursing and within medicine alone yeah and it's just exciting i'm just excited to be here and a part of the movement and um, just here to educate yeah it's amazing the ignorance amongst the medical community of the endocannabinoid system it'd be like imagine that only one out of eight of your auto mechanics had ever heard of transmissions. Correct. And it was mentioned in a paragraph. You know, cars have transmissions. But now, sh- sh- <laughs> don't talk about it. They exist, uh, but they really don't. And, and, and your point you make about uh, making this part of nursing curriculum, specific to nursing, uh, addresses something that I've always said about medical cannabis, and that is it's transformational in the medical paradigm. We have a paradigm that says you've got to go to the learned men in the white coats who went to the special learned facilities and have their labs and all that to get a, an artificial preparation of nature to, and, and they're in control of your health. Medical cannabis says no. 
I can treat myself. Correct. And I can do a, a trial and error to find how to best treat myself. And I think that's why it's more applicable to nursing, don't you think? It is. Um, one thing special about, unique about nursing, we don't have, like, if you have a certain specialty as physicians, they're locked into that specialty their entire life. You're a podiatrist. Correct. Bam. That is what you are the rest of your life, unless you go back and you get your internships for that. As nurses, I've had the privilege of working in internal medicine, orthopedics, uh, pediatrics, pediatric ER and trauma, and um, in, in surgery centers, and now into cannabis nursing and taking all those together and bringing it forward to where we are today, it's a phenomenal thing. Nurses are very adaptable. Um, we're the ones that are out there helping create the change. We have the ability to do that. We have a different focus of uh, education and learning uh, modalities that we go by, different from physicians. Yeah. So it's just a win-win. I love it. It's and so the reaction from the mainstream nursing organizations, how has that been? Well, uh, phenomenal. Uh, nurse.com alone, they have like 2.7 uh, million nurses that are associated with them. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know what you're tapping into? And I said, yes, because when I see those statistics of 2.6 million nurses out there that are registered nurses... How many of them do not know about the endocannabinoidal system? And we're like, ding, ding, you know, yeah. this is just one. Then there's the AC, uh, ANA, American Nurses Association, our main one that, you know, helps with, you know, lobbying for a lot of different things. So um, these organizations are coming out. It is new. Um, some people work at a federal level, so they have to, you know, not come out. And they're, they're scared. Like if they're Veterans Administration or something. Correct. And I don't encourage any nurse just to go quit your job and, you know, join the campaign of what we're doing. You really really have to consider what you're getting into sure. and what you're standing for. And you have to have that drive. You have to have that desire of, you know what, we're getting the information out there. We need to get them educated. And this is, this is a revolution. Absolutely. Ask Nurse Julesy. Check out AskNurseJulesy.com. Thank you. CannabisNursesMagazine.com yes. is available out there. Nurse Heather and her extraordinary uh, pigtails, <laughs> ponytails. Yes. Oh, and our next issue is going to be November, December of 2015, and we're dedicating it to the veterans. Oh, very good. So we've got uh, Grow for Vets and uh, uh, the Cannonball Run and everything that's going on. It's going to be some good things. So thank you so much for well, looking forward to Thank you, Nurse Julesy, for joining welcome. us and thank for you. You know, standing up for this. Uh, this is very, very important that we get the medical community on board with understanding a basic system of our bodies. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks so much for joining us. Check out AskNurseJulesy.com, CannabisNursesMagazine.com. I'm Radical Russ for CannabisRadio.com. We'll take a break, come back with more interviews right after a little bit of music.
From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. Ironically, I care about everything. Hand me that vaporizer. Cannabis aroma, and I got high. Black colors getting better, and I know why. Why, Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I used to smoke cigarettes, but then I got high. Get tired and call it quits, but then I got high.
growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. from suffering. You may be one of millions of Americans affected from reality. It might be time to ask your doctor about Utopium, the all-in-one solution to all of life's problems. Side effects may include nightmares, delusions of grandeur, loss of time, impaired judgment, spiritual abandonment, loss of hearing, loss of feeling, blurred vision, and hair loss. Utopium may not be suitable for anyone. Ask your doctor if Utopium is right for you.
chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. 
burning issues only on cannabisradio.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you full of pep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you happy, happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you full of stepper? What do you know, Gate? Are you in the know? Are you a solid bringer down? Listen here, Jack. Take it slow, and you can learn just what I mean. Are you hep to the child? Yeah, yeah. Are you hep to the child? Yeah, yeah. Are you hep? Are you hep? Are you keeping in step? Are you hep to the child? Do you lace your boots high? Are you fly or you fly? Do you dig? Do you dig? Do you swing on a gig? Are you hep to the child? Do you get in the groove? Does the beat make you move? Do you send yourself jack and then trilly your back again? Know that it's smooth. Oh, are you hep to the jive? Are you hep to the jive? Are you hep? Are you hep? Are you keeping it step by? You hep to the And the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com win people over. You can't just drone on like Ben Stein. You've got to have a little more showmanship. Here, watch. Now everybody gather round and listen if you would. When I tell you every person needs a way of feeling good. Every kitty needs a ball of string and every dog a stick. But all you need is a bag of weed to really get 
Mr. H.L. Mencken said, the common man's a fool. And just like Helen Keller said, doof doogie people boo. But try and use your heads and don't buy into all the fear. Cause all we need is a bag of weed to make us wanna cheer. And one, two, a bag of weed, a bag of weed. Oh, everything is better with a bag of weed. You can try and fight, but we're all agreed. Because everything is better with a bag of weed. Concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
Radical Russ reporting live here from the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona for CannabisRadio.com. Just wanted to share some of the news coming down the news wires. This just in from the Washington Post. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders will propose removing marijuana from the controlled substances list. According to Washington 